Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Miracle Minded Podcast. You are about to hear a clip from a workshop I am leading right now, a free series masterclass, but this particular episode was straight up medicine. I was literally in tears as I sat down to lead it, and the tears continued to flow not only for me, but the participants as we continued on with the journey. I do want you to know that there is a meditative activation process that I lead at the end that's not included on the podcast, but you can get the full-on episode if you want to tap into this. The link is down in the show note. Sign up and you'll get all five replays. It's absolutely free. And I do want to remind you that Miracle Week is this week, but next week is Money Miracles. If you feel called to the last and final rendition of Money Miracles in 2022, the next one won't be until spring 2023, maybe even summer, not sure. But if you feel called to do the deep healing generational money work now, this is your opportunity. I would jump in. We start Monday. All the details are in the show notes, but you can also feel free to reach out to me or my team on DM. My friends, I'm sending you so much love. If this episode speaks to you, let me know how it lands. Let me know what came up from you. Feel free to send me a DM or email. And when this episode lands with you, because I said it's just straight medicine, it's so healing, you're about to see what I'm talking about, share it with someone in your life, help them lighten the load on their heart and remember their innocence, their divinity and their truth. I love you, enjoy this episode. This is Nicole Sylvester and you are now listening to Miracle Minded The Podcast, a space for feminine leadership, embodied business and money as a spiritual practice. This is a safe space to celebrate your bigness, your magnificence, and your mission. Prepare to be expanded. Let's get started. So today's journey that we're going to go on, it's really layering all we've been talking about, but we're going a bit deeper. And when we think about paradigms, we're thinking about that with the mind, and that's great. The mind is part of this process. We don't want to abandon the mind. We don't want to abandon the body. We don't want to abandon spirit, our connection to the universe and all that is. And we just want to know that all of these things are clues. Like, what am I thinking about? What am I feeling? What am I sensing? What am I projecting? All of this taking note is so important on this journey for us. Today, we're deepening into the spiritual aspect of it, into our true nature, into the nature of our innocence. And one of the biggest things that happened for me on my journey is I remember that I remember exactly where I was. I was on a bench in Marina Del Rey and it was a place that I would go and I would get coffee and I would drive there because that was definitely not the neighborhood I lived in. My neighborhood was not so great. You know, it was, it was sketchy. There were gunshots sometimes and we would shut off the lights. Like it was that kind of neighborhood in LA, but that's where we lived. That's where my daughter and I lived and we shared a one bedroom and what I would do to activate myself is I would get coffee and I would go to Marina Del Rey, which is where I just was living, but I would go there and I would sit there and I would sit on the bench and I would drink my coffee and I would feel into this work. I would feel into the thinking and growing rich. I would feel into what's really available for me. I would feel into my goals and my desires for life. And one day it hit me that I had so much shame and so much guilt around my money past. I don't know if any of you can relate to this and we all have our own unique way that we've worked with our money in the past. But for me, I had a foreclosure that was on my credit from a house that I lost, the house that I wrote about in my book. I had a repossession 
at the time, my car, I had a Honda Accord at the time, and it was like three months late on payments. And I was like, I don't know where this payment's going to come from. It was like looking outside, like, is my car getting repossessed every time I heard a beep? <laughs> like it was that I was in that state of living and it was heavy. And at the same time, I could feel that I was made for so much more. But if I looked at my reality as it was, it didn't say you are meant to be rich. It actually said something else to me. But in my heart, I just knew I was meant for these things. Like, why am I so lit up by beauty? Why am I so lit up by luxury? Why am I so lit up by the idea that I can go to these places and have these things? And I just knew that I was meant for more. How many of you have felt that no matter where you're at, that like, there's a feeling that does not match your physical reality. That feeling is important. It's like, I can feel it. My whole body is like lit up right now because that feeling, we can have it at any stage. But in that stage, it was very fascinating because I was in the exact opposite. It's like, now I can look at where I'm at and I can say I want more, but I'm like, well, there's so much I have. That's great. But it's different. Yeah, right? The emotions are here today. So in that moment on that bench, when I realized I was like, I actually feel so guilty. I feel so much shame. I feel so much, like, I don't feel good enough. I don't feel like I am worthy of having these things. And in that moment, it's like, I can feel it right now. In that moment, something shifted for me. Because what I realized was that I needed to return to my innocence. So when I think of the work that I've done around my innocence, it was never related to money. I had gone to (laughs) silent retreat after silent retreat. And I was just going in the silence and I was sitting with innocence because I was healing from a lot of physical abuse, a lot of abusive relationships I was in. And I was going into the spiritual work because a lot of that abuse had manifested in my body and I was experiencing things. And I was going to these retreats and I was like, I'm willing to remember that there's nothing wrong with me. I'm willing to remember that I'm okay. I'm willing to remember that I am innocent and that I cannot be hurt or broken or touched by anything that's happened to me. But I never related it to money because none of my teachers guided me to relate it to money. It was more so I was relating it to abuse. But the reality is, is that we can relate this to anything. And when we remember our innocence, our life changes. We all have innocence at our core. We all have a life that is totally redeemable. If you've read my memoir, I write a love story in the back and I say, everything is redeemable. But sometimes with our money, we can find ourselves in places. It doesn't even have to be a horrible place. It could just be not where you want it to be. It could be like, well, I've been working on my business for four years. And I haven't made more than $5,000 in one month, but this person's been working at it for two years and they've made millions. And there's shame. There could be guilt. There could be resentment. There could be student loans. There could be credit card debt. I've had women in my programs that they share that they have $10,000 in credit card debt. And we've done work around it. We go through process around it. And I ask them, did you enjoy the things that you bought with it? They're like, yeah, I did. (laughs) So it's more so about celebration and owning the things, right? So like I talk all about that in my Money Miracles course, but it's like 
we can carry the backpack of debt and shame. We can carry the backpack of you spent that inheritance. It was supposed to be spent on a different thing, but you went on vacation with it. Or your grandmother gave you a $5,000 birthday gift and you didn't save it. Or you made $200,000 last year and you didn't save the 10% that you're supposed to save. How many of you can relate that there's something that you've judged yourself when it comes to money? Is there a judgment that you've deemed yourself as bad, not good, wrong? Because wherever we've had that, there's a thread of guilt, shame, lack. Because you know what what makes us feel shame, what makes us feel guilt, what makes us feel wrong is you should have done something different. So that's why we have a rule in my house with my daughter and I, as I say, that we can't do the should. Whenever we say, well, you should have done that, you're basically saying you made the wrong choice. And if we're all in discovery, then we need to give ourselves space to forgive ourselves and be redeemable. With these things, we have to understand that this work that we're doing is work that our mothers didn't have the opportunity to do. If you have a mother that says something like that, which is makes sense, her sweet soul, she's trying to protect you. She wants you to be safe. She doesn't want you to have any disappointments of making the wrong choice. And you are like, I am ready to poke holes in this part time. I want to feel in my body. I want to feel what it's like to drive a BMW. I know that BMW is calling my name. I want to feel it. Like that, that is an invitation from the divine. So we are being called moment by moment by moment by moment to walk into new territory, to touch the textures, to feel it on our skin, to feel it in our heart, what it's like to have more. And we also have the programming of what is right, what is wrong, what it means to be a good girl, what it means to be responsible, what it means to get it right in this lifetime. And we also have the responsibility of unraveling that. So not only are we forgiving ourselves because we are, but when we have compassion for ourselves, there's no need to forgive. It's like compassion is the the shortcut because when we tap into compassion and we tap into innocence, it's like everything else falls away. You realize that the judgment, it was not real to begin with. You realize that that judgment you had, it was okay. It came from a different place. It didn't come from your truth. And we all are on this path of discovery with money and we're all in our own unique times and spaces and in spaces with it. But I have to tell you this, that wherever you are, it's the perfect place for you to have a wake up. So taking it back to that moment on the bench, a big thing that happened that moment is that I didn't hold it all into myself. I understood from the work that I've already done for the years prior that there's a power in being witnessed by someone that you deem as a safe person and someone that just loves you because they love you. Someone that can let you just be because you are being. And 
that understands that grieving and emotions and feeling are part of the process. There's no way to, to move through it without, or moving to the other side without moving through it. So we have to feel what's there. We have to own what's there. We have to acknowledge what's there. And then it's like, oh, we can alchemy. We can have that, that transmutation and you see differently on the other side. So I had to acknowledge that I feel guilty about this. I, there's shame here. Like the shame is the thing that you want to hide. So it was like, I was trying to inspire people to liberate themselves from emotional turmoil. That's what my business was. But I had this shame and shame is what you hide. You don't want to tell anyone about it. I had shame about what my money reality was. I thought, well, if this is my money reality, I'm not worthy of helping anyone with anything. I'm not deserving of getting paid for anything. Like that was my deepest belief. And it showed up everywhere. But in that moment, when it hit me, I was like, I'm willing to see my divinity. I'm willing to know my divinity. And something moved. I could tell you that over that year, a lot moved. And I can, it was like my divinity was everywhere. (laughs) And that's why I teach about the divine identity. I teach about it in Money Miracles. I teach about it at my live event that's coming up in October. The divine identity is the part of us that is like, it overcomes everything. Nothing, nothing can break it down. It is you and all your power, all your potency, all your glory. It's truly the most glorious you, and it's so abundant. The abundance of your divine identity, it doesn't even make any sense. Our logic wants to make sense of things. How will the money come? What will it look like? How will I find the people? How will I get this debt cleared? I haven't cleared it for five years. How will, how am I just going to clear it now in five months? It's not your business. That's not what your intelligence knows how to do. But the intelligence of your divine identity, your divine identity is the you that is one with source. And what I can tell you is that that year that I was on the bench and that I felt that way, in the next maybe eight months, I had gone through the greatest financial transformation. I was paying off debts like it was nobody's business. I got into integrity with all of my bills. I moved to the marina where I wanted to move. I walked into my dentist and gave him a $36,000 cash check for my teeth because I was like, I want to have new beautiful teeth. That was something that was on my heart ever since I was little because my parents couldn't afford it. There were all these things. I was traveling. I was doing things. And that was the beginning. It was just the beginning, but I like to share that because to me in those beginning stages, it was like, I had to believe in miracles the most because what happened didn't make any damn sense. It didn't make any damn sense, but it was the consistency. It was my heart that was open and I was willing to believe in the unbelievable. And I am a fan of going to test drive the things. If there's anything you all want to do, Go there. So to give you an example, I would drive by that apartment that I wanted to move to stalker-ish status. (laughs) And I would go to the street where my dentist was and I would just drive by. Like I'd be like, oh, he's in Beverly Hills. And I'd be like, one day I'm going to walk in here and I'm going to give him that check. Didn't know how it was going to come. I mean, I tried to ask all of my family, friends, people to co-sign for me. No one was giving me any co-signing of anything. And that's fine because it felt so good to buy it for myself. It felt so good to buy for myself. So I'm reminding you that anything you want, you can buy for yourself. And it's great to get gifts. And I'm all about receiving gifts. And I'm like, buy me things. I love it. Now I'm like, buy, 
somebody buy me something great. But I'll tell you, it feels so nice to just buy whatever the hell you want on your own. And as a single mom, for all of you that are just parents on your own, and it might feel like, well, I'm paying for two. I'm in a deficit. Like I always felt like, well, it's easy paying for one, but I got to pay for two for everything. So for a while, it was sometimes I was doing things just by myself. I would go on personal development trips just by myself. And then I would be like, it would be so nice when I can take my daughter. And then it's like last year, I spent $126,000 just on travel, my daughter and me, and sometimes just myself, because I just wanted to feel the ease and grace of being served a lot and cared for a lot and not having to do things. It was so nice. And my bookkeeper said, I just want to let you know, I'm not, I'm not judging you, but this is how much we spent on like food and entertainment. This is how much we spent on travel. I was like, oh no, those numbers are going up. <laughs> like I want those numbers to go up. Like this is my dream life. This is my dream life to go do whatever the hell I want. I'm not here to hoard money and be like, I can't travel. I'll travel when I'm 65. I want to travel now. I've suffered a lot when I was younger and not having, now I'm ready. So I share all of these things with you because I know you all are in different stages. And now it's like the conversation is different. I'm having a conversation with with my mastermind yesterday and they're like, well, how are you opening up to have a $2 million a year? And it's like, I'm opening up to that and it's inevitable, but I'm not attached to it. I know it's inevitable and I'm clearing and tidying up, but this is what we have to understand is, and what I know from this course, the program, the, the things that I teach is that we have to tidy up our energy in a way that you would not believe in order to receive more money. It's not necessarily about a strategy. It's about trust. It's about softening your body. And it's about connecting to that innocence. And the thing about the energetics of receiving and being in your feminine is that you don't necessarily lead yourself there. And this is what we have to get as high achieving women. We have to. Let let go, lean back, allow spirit to guide us. If it's the universe for you, if it's angels for you, if it's Jesus for you, whatever it is for you, it's an intelligence that is greater than your own. And we can be humble enough and soft enough, soft enough to be like, I don't know everything, but I'm connected to that which knows everything. And I'm being guided moment by moment. I'm being guided day by day. And when we get those desires, it's part of the guidance. It's not a frivolous thing. It's not a, you're irresponsible, get your life together energy. It's like, I want you to feel the goodness and the blessings and the bliss and the abundance that are here for you in this lifetime so that you can magnetize to it, let it in. But so often we don't let it in because our mind is like cross-checking. Our mind is like, this isn't a lot. This isn't logical. My mom doesn't like it. Look at my partner. He's like giving me shit about it. Like there's all these things happening and it's hard to hold it. But we're going to move through a process to help open our body to it. So that's what I want you to feel. I want you to feel what this is like in your body to hold innocence, to remember your divine identity. We can't visit with our divine identity enough. Like literally, it's like coming home again and again and again and again. And in our divine identity, it's like where we can access that all things are available now. So notice what you think is not available now or what you thought like that. It's going to take longer time for it to come to me. 
And that time that you think it's going to take is really not real. It could take one day. It could take one year. It could take 11 years. That timeline, though, you have to let go of. Your work is feeling. And this is why it's so important for women is really allowing yourself to be deeply supported in your life. Because if you're not in your feminine, you're going to be in your masculine and your masculine leads from the mind. Single moms, we get pushed into being in our masculine in a way because you have to lead so much. You have to provide so much. And we have to learn to soften. Like we talked about body suits or body shells. Like our nervous system has a way of being when it's like that. And even if we're in work and we've been trained in work, I know I was conditioned in the world of business to do business like a man from a very masculine perspective, a very figured out, a very much crunch the numbers. And then I had to tune into a way of creating miracle money. And miracle money doesn't make sense. Miracle money will make men think like, are you losing it? You're being lazy. Like, what are you doing? Like, you have to do more. Until you start doing it, and they're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? How'd you do that? <laughs> like, wait, how'd you figure that out? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because in the world of the masculine money, it's like, well, you can only grow your business up to maybe like six, 10% in a year. Last year, my business grew a hundred, it was like 102 or 104%. It was just, just over double. So, and it was traveling and enjoying life, but I had to know my divine identity because if I didn't feel like I was worthy and didn't know that I was in my power, if I didn't know that, like I would have gone into masculine and I would have tried to figure things out and I would have lost the miracle and the magic. And I have to tell you something, honestly, this year I've done that a lot because I've been around all kinds of different people. And it's the first year I've had so much input in my business and all that input like made me think like, should I do it this way? Should I do it that way? And actually when I'm on my own, I'm like, I'm only doing it in what feels good. I'm only like, I'm only listening to my feels. So I'm very sensitive. So how many of you connect to feeling like, yeah, I am innocent. Like there is innocence here. How many of you feel like you can? And if be honest if this is okay, because this is where I used to be, is I did not connect to that word, that quality at all. And something shifted for me at a certain point where it was like, maybe it's true. And I was willing to believe. And then the more and more that I was willing, the more I began to know it as my truth. So I'm curious, how many of you feel like I feel a strong connection? I feel a little connection or I'm just not really connected to it. Okay. So here's the thing. It's like, you're beginning to feel it in your field. It's beginning to be like this, this little truth situation right here. <laughs> I'm going to just move it over. Everybody that's saying you can connect it. It's like, it's like with alchemy. There only has to be a little bit, a little bit. And even if you can't connect to it, it's like, even if you feel it a little, even if you feel it, none just know it's here. So, and this is the same as money. So even when you have money, and if you all are familiar with my $10,000 month meditation, it's like, the 10,000 isn't in your bank account, maybe, but you're beginning. I, it, there's a process of feeling like the money's here, but the money's here. The innocence is here. It's here. You have been trained to look away from it. Every time someone comes into your field and they say, why are you doing that? That's wrong. Then you're like, away from my innocence, away from my well-being, away from my desires. I must, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, Maybe this is bad. 
So we've been trained to look at these other ways of being, but truly the innocence never leaves us. It never leaves us. And the money is a symbol of our abundance and our worthiness and our knowing, and it's here too. So just feel it in your heart. Like I'm willing, I'm willing to know this as my truth. And that's what I want you to carry with you today. I'm not leaving you with any sort of mind assignment. I want you to feel. And when we, when we get out of this process, you're going to be more in an activated state of feeling this. But I want you to feel that the innocence and the abundance are here. And you don't have to know how. You may not even know like it's here, but like there's a knowing that I'm going, I'm willing to believe. So willingness is like your prayer to all that is that says, I'm willing to know. I'm willing to remember. I'm willing to feel. I'm willing to be. I'm willing to experience. And it's like it creates an opening. When we say, I don't know, I don't have, I can't, it's like barrier block. This is why I tell women when I'm working with women, what if we just let go of the, I don't know for right now? What if we just, what if we just, what if we just stop saying that? Because it creates this barrier energetically versus I'm willing to know is like, ah. All right, my friends, I hope that you really enjoyed that. I hope that it really touched your heart. I hope that it landed. And again, if you want to get the full on process and go through the journey of activating the light around you and the innocence within you, this was just a channeled process that came through for me and it was really potent. I know that you'll love it. Get that down in the link. And if you haven't already, I want to invite you to leave a review for this podcast. It really supports the show and helps me get better. Really amazing guests to come on and share their medicine with you as well. So if you have not done that, it would mean the absolute world to me. Go ahead and leave your review. And in the meantime, I'm sending you so much love. Remember your innocence, remember your divine identity, and remember what you're made of. Take care.